are welcome. Welcome <laughs> in this place. To, in this place. <laughs> welcome to hour three of RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. I am here with Trent the artist, our keep it real friend. We were having a conversation around the Emmys and snubs and what constitutes a black show and are these things fair? And obviously we're not gonna solve the problem tonight, but we can have a bit of a conversation about it. And so Trent, your point was as long as we are represented in some ways, then we should be cool. I asked um, our guests earlier about award shows and if we put too much emphasis on things like the Emmys and the Oscars and so forth. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we don't value our own awards that are set up like the NAACP awards, the BET awards, those type of things, AFCA, um, African-American Film Critics Association, those type of things? Do, do you think we're placing too much value on these established um, legacy sort of institutions? Well, you know, I kind of think we um, forgot the the reason and the purpose why our award shows were created in the first place. Right. Um, and I don't think that we support those enough. But it also, um, as a creative person, I see both sides of it. You want to be validated by your own people for sure. But you also want your work to be universally um, accepted by people who appreciate the work and the culture as well. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard. It's a toss up. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to be a person that is confident in your abilities and what your work is um, and let it and let the fans, you know, speak, you know, in regards to the work. What do you feel about awards? Are you OK as long as, you know, I saw you post on social media one time where someone sent in a comment about your show and how it touched them. And you said that it touched you that yeah. they felt that moved to speak on it. So do you think that type of validation is more important or the accolades, you know, are nice, but yeah, the accolades are nice. Um, but for me, because I, you know, have my own show, it's like, what it's really what gets me going is the people are my listeners so listener comments are like of of most important to me um and subscriptions those are the things that speak to um my work and my craft not really an award there's so many you know shows on the air like you know it's it's nice to be validated and get award but the people that listen and, and spend their money and their time speak you know says more than any award to me Okay, okay. Especially when people um, are really touched by personal stories that I tell. And, you know, I've, got, I've gotten some, some really, really good emails over the past, you know, year for sure. But that's that's what's important to me. The people um, that listen and the lives that are changed from, you know, my uh, stories and my mistakes <laughs> sometimes. Okay, yeah. inspiring the youth. Or the people. Well, I some youth, but my demographic is is very interesting. So it's um, the middle age. <laughs> okay, well, you know, middle yeah. age can take inspiration too. You can learn it yeah. every phase. I'm and middle age. So I, I get it. So before we get into the foolishness and the trust me. Our to be reviews will be foolishness um, in the two that we picked tonight. I want to talk a little bit about this diversity issue. So yeah. I mentioned a couple of weeks after, well, not even a, the next day following the announcement of affirmative action being struck down in um, higher education, there were four, and again, 
timing questionable. We don't know if it just happened. Come on, Jill. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I know you only give that for Pebbles. Pebbles gave it. She gave it, so we wouldn't have to. So you should not extend that. Come on. I'm still shout out to Pebbles. I love Sister Perry. But so over the course of a couple of days. Four black women lost their jobs or left on their own accord that work in the diversity and inclusion space. So those women were, and of course my computer screen just didn't want to cooperate. Um, it's these Apple updates. Yeah, is that what it is? It's, it's just moving updates. a little slow. You got to download it and go ahead and, and let them um, install the latest uh, spyware on the system. Okay, no, <laughs> not doing that. But I appreciate that little tip. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney's chief diversity officer and senior VP, Latandra Newton, she exited as of June 20th to pursue other endeavors. She's gone. Eight days later, Verna Myers, Netflix chief of inclusion and strategy since 2018, was let go from her position. They got a lot of drama at Netflix. They do. But, you know, here's the thing. I mean, Netflix is an expanding entity. They had to adjust because their business model, you know, everyone sort of caught up to the business model that they established as far as streaming and the way that they were rolling out their programs and marketing. So they had to make some changes to stay competitive, to try and stay lean. On the Friday following the uh, announcements of the Affirmative action being struck down in higher education. Two more were laid off. Karen Horn, who is at, was at Warner Brothers Discovery, she was the SVP of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, that includes HBO. Warner Discovery just recently went through a merger with them, and that's why we have Max now. And there also is Janelle English, an EVP of impact and inclusion at the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. Is this a coincidence or is this just we did this that for three no years after the, after the racial reckoning and now we're here? That is correct. It's it because when you're black in this country, it's only acceptable acceptable to be black when it's cool, um, and when it's valuable, and when it's you know profitable. Period. And because it was the time. To be profitable and cool and in and oh black and all yeah sure let's do it and then of course you got this rollback duh they didn't feel like doing it anyway they've this is how they've always felt this is what they've always wanted to do and now they have the okay to do it um so do you think that it is just also maybe there was in some areas an overcorrection in some of the efforts that were made in order to make sure that we were reaching maybe not equal, but you know, a heightened level of representation. Or do you think they're just like, yeah, that's enough of that. We're tired of it now. It's only good for business when it's profitable for them. And here's the thing too. What I do know about working in corporate America, it's a lot of people in charge that don't look like me. that make a whole bunch of mistakes and people like me, have to come in and clean up the mistakes because we have the aptitude and you know the everything else to do it and once that's done and cleaned up then we get cleaned up too and a lot of those people that made the mess fail up yes they don't you know yes. they are moved around because, a new position is because created. chaos is rewarded and order is not 
Listen, that is something that we have all, well, maybe not all, but I know I, being in corporate America at times, have definitely been through that. You obviously alluded to it. And I think it's just, it's not trendy anymore. The thing that is so interesting, right, and you would think that it would also extend to a workplace situation is shows that include diverse um, casts and different viewpoints tend to do better. They tend to make more money. But... A large portion, a large sector of Hollywood is still very much sucking, stuck in their ways. You know, they only want to see what they want to see. And And remakes. Remakes, yeah. yeah. And I feel like there's enough niche areas. There's enough areas that it shouldn't be a problem if you want to diversify the type of content that we're exposed to. Well, when we come forward, Trent and I are going to get into... These two to be projects, Uh-oh. you know, um, I love it. it's going to be quite interesting. I hope you guys are ready. They are interesting. They're unique. Like I said, I've been being sent these. So I decided we're going to cover these on the show once a week when Trent is here, because it is going to be hilarious. And if you have to be suggestions, feel free to Tease send horns. them to me. Give up the to be suggestions. Give up the to be suggestions. Love to hear that. You are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Jill Monroe. Thank you, VIPs, for clocking in. Now, remember, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up, 800-920-1580. The YouTube chat is always popping or hit us on our socials, KBLA1580. You can hit me at Stiletto Jill. Hit that follow button. I'm intriguing. You like it. So before we get into our Tubi review for the night, I mentioned that there's a basketball wife that is mortified by some news that came out recently. And Trent, the Keep It Real friend, has dubbed her loss prevention. Yes. Do, do, do. Can we guess? we're talking about you don't have to guess i'm just gonna tell you we are speaking of larsa pippen scotty pippen's ex-wife as you know she is currently dating marcus jordan the son of basketball legend some people's goat michael jordan so in a recent episode of she and marcus's podcast separation anxiety she responded to jordan's comments that when asked what he thought about the pairing of the two, and he just shook his head and was like, no, nope. She said she was mortified. And this, you know, the that came on the heels of them saying they spent the holidays together, and, uh, you know, they were cool with it, that they had done the whole family linking thing. Um, during the podcast, Marcus said that although he thought that his father's comments were funny, He was, you know, he believes that his father was joking and Larsa didn't find it funny at all. She said, and I quote, I kind of felt like it went everywhere and I was kind of embarrassed. Larsa added that Jordan, who's 60, Larsa's 49 and Marcus is 32. She was like, oh, my God, I was traumatized. I was like, what are we going to do? People think I lied. She also added that um, the couple's parents really do approve of the relationship. Oh, no, Larsa. But Marcus said that he didn't put too much weight on it. And he understood that it made Larsa feel a little nervous. But he said that MJ blew up his phone afterwards, letting him know that don't take it the wrong way. He didn't really mean it. So, Trent, what are your thoughts? First of all, she ordered her tears from China. They're not real. Okay, that's number one. And number two, um, 
he is the typical black father. So if you don't if you don't know about black fathers and how they or and how they work, you of course you would be offended by that. If my black father, rest in peace, uh, to Trent Singer, if went on TV and said, "Nope, no," I would holler and laugh because basically what he's saying is, "No, I'm not talking about that." Get somebody else to do it. Oh, you th- so you think that he? Well, here's my thing. He was asked a couple of times, and he just laughed it off the first time. He made a choice, and I stand by this. He made a choice to say no, nope, and I do not think he was saying. Proceeded I by about a laugh. It. Right. It's like okay, we're doing this. Ha ha ha. Y'all are funny. Just move on to something else. That's what the laugh was, and then nope, nope. It's like ha ha ha. You're still persistent. Nope, I'm not doing this. No, nah, I think he's yeah. not feeling it, but we'll see. Marcus, of, of course, he's not on your side. Of course, he's not. He said, I know my dad and obviously my whole family. We're competitive. Part of our DNA is to talk smack. It gets us going. It gets us motivated. We all know Jordan is the king trash talker. But he said in defense of his father, when I saw it, I immediately thought he's playing. He's joking. He's laughing. He's just being playful. And he might have been off of that tequila a little bit. He is being the typical 60-year-old black daddy. That's all this is. So you think he's cool with it? Of course he's not cool with it. But he also is aware that his son is going to be a man, a young man out here in the streets. And he understands because he's been there before. So that's his son. He's not going to go against his son. He might not support all his decisions, but he's got his son's back. Absolutely. Marcus also added at the root of it all, obviously, is he said his dad's relationship with and he was speaking to Larsa, your ex Scotty. Obviously, we never talk about that. And I don't think my dad wanted to comment on that. Um, Marcus also said there's always that narrative, the rumor that I'm dating you in some sort of way to get back at him or whatever. So, you know, they're addressing that head on, but they also, you know, admitted that. The relationship is probably awkward for Michael and for her ex-husband. Sure. But she added that she and Marcus aren't a part of that. That's not really their concern. And she shut down any implication that she is dating Marcus as a way to get back at Scotty. You know, it's very convoluted. And I'm pretty sure it's very uncomfortable for MJ. Like, he's the last person he wants to see his son with, I'm sure. However, we also have to keep in mind... That when you are in these circles, right, you're you're around the basketball players, you're at these games, you're at these celebrity classics for the weekend or whatever, your smart your circle is very small. You see the same people. And um, and you and you tend to date within the circle. It's a little incestuous, but you tend no, it isn't. It, come on. But you tend to date within the circle and not really outside of what you know. I mean, I think I, I would always say that they love a referral. Speaking of athletes, entertainers or whatever, they like to know that you have been vetted. Yes. Because here's the advantage of dating someone that has already dated another celebrity, right? Incestuous. They keep it in the circle. I'm talking about the advantages of doing so, right? There's a certain protocol and decorum that comes with being with them. I don't think it's incestuous per se, but I do think that there is some things that are easier. They know how to move. They know, you know, they're with the same friends. They know that they can bring them along to certain events and things like that. So, you know, 
now, if you have a lot of money, like, who does the ex-Mrs. Scottie Pippen date? Well, we know several 20-year-old basketball the players, people, but that's neither here nor the there. The people that she saw at the parties over the years, 5, 50, 11, 10 years ago, she she go back and circle the party well, scene. Well, clearly she's not circling the party scene because none of these people were born in that party scene well, or of age that she's dealing with. So She she met these people at the house. I mean, I'm, here's the thing. I say, do you, if they like it, I love it. Sure. You know? Um we know Go what that off. means in, in black slang. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, though, I mean, honestly, because here's the bottom line. Does it impact us at all? No. no. And regardless as to what they say, obviously, we can't speak to what's in their heart or whatever. Right. But they knew that the situation would be complicated yes and i feel like the way that they revealed it and the fact that you guys have only well you just announced it in january you said you had thanksgiving with the family so presumably you've been dating about eight months it's a little weird and we don't care and it's it's really silly but we all know somebody that undated somebody's cousin or brother or somebody that they shouldn't have been dating and now everybody's weird and uncomfortable by it we just don't see them every day on the news Right. Facts, facts, facts. And like I said, they love a referral. I strongly believe, and I talked about this in my book, Post Game Pass, Access to the Life. You can check it out. It's yes. on Amazon. Um, that, especially when you're talking about athletes, it's kind of a me, well, this is the wrong terminology currently, but me also. Like, oh, you got that brand new range? Me me too. You got that dog? You got a French Frenchy pup? Bulldog mix blend, me too. You got a, a doodle, a golden doodle. I want that too. You dated that girl, I want to date her too. It's it's it's, it's a competition it's, thing. It's, it's no, it's a no for me. It's a no for you. You know, I understand. That's why they make more than one car. But you know, um, a person, nah. You so you've never dated within a circle or a friends group. I haven't either. But uh, I mean, not tacky like that. Like no. Mm-mm. No, you've never dated like friends or people that know each other. Not, not not even on purpose, but let's say, you know, something like you might have dated someone in your youth and then you circle back and you meet someone else and, oh, they had a friend group during the time period. Not like that, no. But I dated somebody who I kind of met like randomly adjacent. Like I didn't meet them directly. Like they were just kind of in the background. Like, oh, okay, yeah. And then like a couple years later, like, I ran into them again. I was like, oh, you're such an, like, yeah, okay. okay. But it was, you know, it wasn't, you know, a, a messy situation. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, I have another question for you, kind of along the dating thing Uh-oh. and the dating with the. So, Larsa obviously has children. She has four children that are in, you know, two of them are in their early 20s. The others are, I think, maybe just 18 and under that or whatever. And so with a situation like this, right, would you be comfortable interacting with a mate's children under these circumstances? And the children are of age, can see the social media chatter and so forth. Would you be comfortable bringing your children into that situation? I mean, it's a little hard because you, when you have children, it's already hard to date. And, you know, social media just makes it worse. And your celebrity adds a, another layer and element to it. So in that bubble, I'm pretty sure the kids are used to stuff like this because of who they are and because of the circles that they run in. So it's 
they probably don't even really pay attention to the noise honestly um i don't know about that you think that kids teenagers are above the fray in that that they are stevie wonder to the the stuff (laughs) things like that involving their mom um I think that they are, but they get reminded about it when they have to go out into the real world. So they've all got the, especially if they're in school. If they they if, got their guard up initially, no, yeah, right? If they're going to school, they for sure hear about it from the people at school. But, you know, you tune it out because you already know what it is because you live in it. So you don't want to really read about it because you know when you step out, somebody's going to remind you of it anyway. I mean, and, and there was a case with... Uh, I can't remember which son that was signed to the Lakers briefly. He wasn't picked back up, but he was actually on the team with the guy that Larsa was dealing with for a little bit of time where they had all that drama and they were spotted places. I'm sure, again, uncomfortable for both of them, even though the relationship was done. Just a lot had happened in that, you know, short yeah, time frame. Sure. So. I don't know. In this social media era, I know that you got to live your life and the kids are adults. But I think that that would be probably the most uncomfortable aspect of it for me because the kids are going to get it, you know, and they literally have nothing at all to do with it. Um, Terry Terry in the chat says Stiletto Jill and Trent the Artist. MJ feels bad because Scotty is was giving him a hard time. That was the only reason why he took that approach. I don't know. Um, Tony Yayo came through with the name for me. Malik Beasley is the gentleman that was signed. He was traded to the Lakers midseason. So he um, and Scotty kind of spent some time together. I think one of them was on the G League team. So I don't know how much time they actually had to interact. But... You know, it's just the point. It was out there. It happened. T. Sworn said, kid stuff, um, what were they, let's see, what were they doing in their early 20s? We know what Jordan and um, Pippen were doing in their early 20s a lot. However. It wasn't on tape. And it wasn't social media. So that I I think that's what the big um, consideration is for me. When we come forward, we're going to get into our Tubi review and break it down. We can't wait to share these titles with you and have a key. (laughs) Coming up is News and Sports. You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. I, I mean, so here's the thing. I have Neo songs that I appreciate. Right. This is like a B cut. You have to really, you have to own the album to know what this song is. And that is why yeah, I, was, I wouldn't I'm, know I'm a, this. I'm a neo fan. I am a neo single fan. <laughs> you know, meaning I like his singles probably, but I don't know how many um, of his projects I actually consume uh, start to finish. Oh, the first three were definitely solid. I mean, I I, I probably listened to them back in. I feel like the first one dropped in what 2005, something like that. Mm. I think so. Maybe a little earlier. 2006, 2006. I was okay. close. Okay, yeah. 2005, 2000. I knew it was around there because I remember um, bumping, like, I, this is random. I was at All Star in Houston and whatever you the single these, was. You know what? You and these random. Oh, let me just slide this story in real quick. There is no story. That's just it. I just remember a Neo song was popping at one of the parties and it was a good night. I had a good time. It's a long time ago. Anyway. 
in the chat, Terry Terry said, going back to our loss prevention, as you like to call Larsa, yeah. um, Terry Terry said, Larsa is young and very pretty. When I was in my teens, I dated women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. They treated me good and were very good in bed. Well, I heard that, Terry Terry. Uh, young is a state of mind. She is not young um, for the earth. She's young for the earth, perhaps. But I don't know if she would technically be considered young to some. I'm not saying she's aged. I'm just saying I don't know if that's the proper adjective to use. What do you think? No? Maybe. She's mature. She's mature. Okay. I mean, she looks good, you know, well-preserved. Well, money or something. money will help you with that. Absolutely. Pay for the maintenance. I'm not mad at yes, that. Everybody should be happy with how they look. So anyway, I mentioned Tubi. And if you don't know what Tubi is, Tubi is, it was an independent company um, streaming service that was launched in 2014. It's since been purchased by Fox and is now a division of Fox Entertainment. It's an ad-supported video-on-demand service with over 50,000 movies and TV shows, including a growing library of Tubi originals um they have 200 local and live news and sports channels 400 plus entertainment partners etc 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 they have about i think at last count and this was a couple of months ago when i heard this number over 50 million subscribers wow okay 50 million. So this isn't a small entity, right? This is really a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. It is. It wow. is. And people don't really talk about it, but it it's, is. It's very much a secret. It is a secret. And it's free. Again, I mentioned ad-supported. But it's interesting, though. When you talk about it with other people, they get excited. Like, all of us, they light up. It's like, oh, God. It's so interesting. So wow. here, here's the thing that some of the movies, like there's different quality levels that are showcased on there. Recently, in the past, eh, I would say about a year or so, maybe a little longer, the black um, TV and movie spotlight area has been really popping up, bubbling mm. under. There's been a lot of conversation about the various movies on there. And some of them, admittedly, will remind you of, remember the DVDs you used to buy when you were getting your hair done yeah, back in the day yes. or you were um you know getting a haircut or you could buy them from the beauty supply or whatever some of them are kind of on that type of quality you know and then others are more advanced than that but they are entertaining you have to one of the fun things about it is spotting the defects or you know laughing at the ridiculousness of some of the series so every week we're going to review some of the top films and TV shows that are on Tubi. We're going to talk about them. So tonight we're talking about two. One, Trent and I have both seen. The other, we were just referred to it and we have not watched yet. They're both kind of, in some ways, two sides of the same coin. That's why we are sticking them together and we will move on. So the first that we're going to discuss is the one that both Trent and I saw. It's called Secret Society. And what Secret Society is about is Celeste and Tina play the game too well to be considered your average gold diggers. However, when the jaw-dropping secret that they both share is exposed, the same shovel that got them out of the dirt could very well bury them. So, Trent, what did you think of Secret Society? Actually, it was a very well-written movie. I was completely shocked um i was at home one day and uh one of my homegirls shout out to bunny she was like you gotta watch this movie on tubi 
And I was like, I am not watching no Tubi movies. I haven't heard of it. So this was actually the first movie that I sat down to watch. Mine so, too. Um, she kind of gave me a premise of what it was about. And I was like, eh, this is not something that I'm really, you know, interested in, in viewing and ingesting. Like, not to say that. Well, well, I'll give you my reason for later. But I know too many people who live this life in real life to actually watch a movie about it. Like, I, I've, I'm i in orbit of, of too, it's too close for comfort for me. So I don't need to see it. I, I, but I, I sat but I sat down and I watched it anyway. And I was pleasantly surprised um, at the production value. The story was good. Um, I did not get bored at all. Um, and I like that it covered some real issues, but not yes. in a message type of way. Yes. It addressed them head on and, you know, in a very real, mm-hmm. um, very realistic way. And I, I enjoyed it. So let me tell you, it stars Raina Love, Erica Pinkett. You've seen Erica in a bunch of different series and TV shows. Um, I think For Your Love was one of them that she was on, which I believe was on BET. Jeremy Meeks. That's Prison Bay. Yes. Right? Um, Vivica Fox is featured in it as well. So it's not like the cast is total unknowns or, you know, people that you've never seen on a screen. They're available. Um, But there is, you know, a surprise about the movie. There is a surprise. There is a surprise. So you definitely have to check it out. So you're not going to tell them surprise? No, I'm not going to tell them because it'll ruin it. What if they want to watch it? There's a twist. There's a big twist. You know, but I think with the black audience, you might want to just... Give them the disclaimer. You should give them the disclaimer because I, that is a topic. It's always been a hot-button topic within the black community. And if they uh, are not disarmed or you not letting them know what they're getting into beforehand, it's going to be some serious consequences and repercussions. Yeah, they you, might come back. You're going you to <laughs> F around and find out next week. Listen, they're going to be listen, mad. Listen, yes. I do not want you guys mad at me. Okay, so let me say this. It's basically a cautionary tale, right? And it surrounds two friends. They get them girls. They look good. They dress good. They about that money. But they get ran up out of their city, which was Philly, and they take up residence in Atlanta. <laughs> and get ran out of Atlanta. Well, well, we'll get to that. But here's the thing. You know, they, like I said, they're get money girls. So they're running schemes on guys and things like that. Now, they both share a secret, Right. And the secret is, could be considered controversial. Let's just say that they are, and this is a black movie again, by the way, in case I didn't mention that or you were uncertain. It's a black movie. Um, the two young ladies are of the Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> variety. Come on, they letter are people. The T yes. In that LGBTQ. So yes. what the film centers on is the risk that they take and how they sort of maneuver through these situations and what happens when someone discovers that this is who they really are. Uh-huh. They're not who they say they are. Or right. Who, who they're portraying themselves who to be. Who they're portraying themselves to be. And the consequences that come along with playing those type of games. Yes. So, um, I, like you, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a good story. I was pleasantly surprised. It was not what I was expecting. I went in totally blind. So, I didn't know what it was about. I just knew that it was recommended. And I checked it out. So, you do the same and let us know your thoughts. When we come forward, we will get into our next series that is on Tubi. Um, This one we haven't seen, but we've seen a trailer. All that and more when you are come forward with 
me, Jill Monroe, and Trent the Artist on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Jill Monroe. You are rocking out with us here on RSVP. I am joined tonight by Trent the Artist. And we're talking Tubi movie reviews and TV shows. So first, let me get into these comments because the chat has been lit tonight. I appreciate you guys staying up late with me. Tony Yayo wanted to drop that. Erica Mena is a Tubi star. You know, Erica Mena from Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta and Love and Hip Hop, New York. She is featured in a couple of films on there. Um... T. Swarns gave recommendations of a series called The Dirty D. It's about Detroit and some things that are happening there. Urban Spinster says that she feels like The Dirty D has way too many sex scenes that interrupt the story. And she ends up fast forwarding them. She said that they love, that they love back shots. So I don't know. We're going <laughs> to take a look at that and see what's going on with that. Um You know, the series, not that like, you know, it's just been referred. You know. Probably should have cleaned that up a bit. But you guys feel me. You know, you understand what I'm saying. It's appropriate. Um, You know, it's interesting. So we're going to talk about this other series that was sent to me by a friend. And so, of course, I forwarded it to Trent. Like, we got to talk about this. So I haven't watched an episode yet. Just watched the trailer in about 10 minutes of episode one. The series is called Hoochie Daddies. Right? And so for me, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get some little male eye candy. We're going to see them in their little short Nike shorts, maybe some gray sweats. You know, a the nose things ring. That went, I, I do not subscribe to that. I do not wear well, that we, comes we from. We all know that men with no, nose rings are hoochies. Who knows that? It's, it's a known fact. By who? It's a known fact. I have never heard of such. No Tupac slander. No. no. Be, just because you're a, a hoochieism is not slanderous. It's it's, it's a, everybody's a hoochie during the Tupac summer when you're single. Tupac was a hoochie slayer. Tupac was a hoochie slayer. He was not a yes. Hoochie. Anyway, this hoochie daddies series is not about those hoochie daddies. This let me read you. <laughs> it's a reality show. I'm just gonna read you a you know little what? bit about the show. I've got a lot to say about this. Okay, so eight. Identifying masculine females will live in one house and compete for the title of Hoochie Daddy. Bro. Tempers rise as they tussle for the title. A bunch of bros. And this is what a bunch of bros. That's what they say. That's not what we are saying. That's what they say in the clip. And um, what they are competing for is a two-person trip to Jamaica and a King Hoochie Daddy chain. You know what I say to this? This is out of control, and it needs to stop. Period. I'm not homophobic or by by any means. Okay, maybe like ten percent, but be quiet. Um, this is out of control. Hoochie Daddy. Hoochie Daddy. It um, it's the first season is taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, (laughs) yes. I, listen, it was sent to me. I was querying about two be things. Ma'am. <laughs> Not daddy. Ma'am. Listen. I watched the part of the trailer and <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. These um It has to stop. <laughs> it has, it's out of control at this point. They are going hard in the paint. The kids are watching this and I don't like it. I mean, listen, 
I will say one of the things, and I actually watched, um, there's a comedian named Sam J. She had a series on a late night talk show on HBO Max, which is just now Max, called Pause with Sam J. And she had a segment that featured um, masculine presenting lesbians and their desire to be tops off top out right so there is a thing we know um why are you making that face so some of the introductions that we have from some of the participants in this story they are stepping onto the scene with their tops off and black masking tape you know covering their femininity aspect so i don't know this show this, is something i wasn't ready this is I out of control you, i was expecting a different type this of gotta stop. daddy this is gotta stop the tape on the on the the tape on the chest and out. We don't need to see it. Stop it. I don't like it. I don't like none of it. Uh, listen, you uh, are not a daddy. Whose daddy are you? Show me. Tell me your. Show me to your son, your daughter. I mean, point point <laughs> point point it out. Listen, uh, who's your daddy? Who? <laughs> Them. Oh, I was like, who are you talking to? Because, no, mm -mm, this is, nope, no, this is, wait, this is out of control. I don't like it, um, and I don't think that people like it, and at some point, It a is lot, one of the most popular shows right of now course, on Of course it is, because we live in a society where chaos and disorder is applauded, and by no means, you can express yourself the way that you want to, but certain things there has a line has to be drawn we should not be subscribing to a society where we are allowing this type of chaos and disorder really to go on and just it's 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 a no for me so t swarns in the chat says he agrees with you trent um tony yayo asks is to be encroaching on zeus territory with the crappy shows well <laughs> here's the funny thing and that's why i gave the stats first and who is a partial owner of this because though it might appear as such the budget levels are different Tubi had a commercial a super bowl spot in the super bowl yes. earlier this year that is not a inexpensive buy that is not something that you do for an entity that you're kind of considering on the same level as zeus that streaming platform and their original thing so um you know like i said there's all types of shows and and film on there, documentaries different things so we will be taking a look at a few each week and sharing our thoughts and going through them so those were the initial two that we were presented with urban spencer says that's all the budget they got a trip to jamaica right and i have to respond and a chain, and a chain. stop playing and a chain calling yourself a, a hoochie daddy I, well okay so i will say one thing that i do have Cut a problem with the chain being a part of the prize because that just seems so typical and just like a it's, chain, it's it's very hoochie daddy a chain well it's, it's very it's, it's very indicative of the name Listen, so they said season one, so that means that there are more seasons on the horizon. Here's the thing. If you do not watch the whole thing, right? I'm I'm you know what I'm I'm gonna watch this this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna get California um blazed, baby. I'm gonna have a pina colada and I'm legal and I, and I'm gonna go in and for a couple episodes to see this chaos and disorder so I can have constructive criticism because you know i'm all about expression i'm all about having the conversation um and the movement um for for you know the gay conversation for black people because it needs to be had but this is not the way to do it and you can't 
um, you know, say that you want equal rights and have all these, you know, real conversations in the world, but then you have a representation that acts like this. No one is going to take you serious. I, I mean, but I think sis, one, of the, well, one of the things that I, I want to say about that, because I understand your point and I agree with you to a degree. I also think that we as black people should be allowed to express ourselves in all facets. Sure. We should not be blocked in to only be the talented 10th, the best of the best elite, because that's unrealistic and there's different phases throughout there there's different expressions of blackness and i want to see it all but i do want to see it done well made i, I want to remind you again tubi is free it is an ad supported platform they also have uh reruns of old tv shows and movies so there's lots of things that you can check out on it in addition to this original programming um T Sworn says, I can't stomach it, bro, so handle it, Big Trent. Um, I'll tell you all about it next week. Urban Spencer says, I'm still waiting to see the bad boy club, but I'm not paying for Zeus. I Neither refuse. am I. I want to see Carry On and, and all those boys fight. And then, now, that is some some crazy crap on TV. I, I have never seen an episode of Bad Boys Club. I've only seen the Raspy and Kirk Franklin uh, the second. That That is uh, that is hot television Listen, for the for the blacks. I saw the gangbang segment though when what was it Orlando Brown and Rasby were <laughs> gangbanging against each other. I did see that clip. That, that was pretty prime interesting. TV. <laughs> That's prime Zeus. I love it. Um, so you two know, crackheads fighting on TV. Nothing better than that. Allegedly. Okay. Um, like I said again, we're going to be checking these out week after week. If you have. Any shows or series that you want us to check out and review, you can send them in to us. Make sure that you are hitting us up on our socials. Trent the Artist, yes. Stiletto Jill, KBLA 1580. Download the app, right, so that you can take us on the go and give us commentary on this. Thank you for rocking with RSVP for Jill Monroe tonight. I appreciate your time, VIPs, so very much. Make sure you are checking in tomorrow because we will have more trending topics, hot news, and all of that in entertainment, sports, culture, and lifestyle. Thank you. Have an amazing night. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.